0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: The situation is fluid, but coronavirus dollars are still flowing through federal agencies. Obligations so far have exceeded $4 billion, and that's according to the latest Bloomberg government analysis, with more to come. For an update on where the next round of opportunities lies, we turn to BGov's Director of Government Contracts, Dan Snyder. Dan, good to have you back.
0: Thank you, Tom. Happy to be with you again.
1: Now, you were with us about a month ago when this was all still unfolding and you had been tracking the spending several billion dollars. What's happened in the last month and what do you see happening in the next few weeks here?
0: Thank you, Tom. We've had a tremendous uptick in spending since the last time you and I spoke. That was at the onset of activities when the government was at first establishing their definition for tracking coronavirus-related transactions. And at that point, it was as low as about $35 in mid-March. Now that we fast forward five weeks later, reported spending transactions related to federal agencies are at $7.4 $7.4 billion, and that excludes amounts from the Pentagon, which are on a 90-day delay. And as far as we can tell, that would add an additional $500 million. So just about $8 billion is being obligated by federal agencies to continue to fight the pandemic.
1: Yeah, so from tens of millions, we're now into the multiple billions of coronavirus-related spending. This is by the government for the government's own requirements.
0: That's exactly correct. So the vast majority is for drugs and medical supplies. And then the balance is pretty evenly distributed. There's a large majority going towards R&D. Some are in the neighborhood of about 670 million. IT and telecom is comprising of about 500 million. And then we're also seeing a lot of architecture and engineering construction as contractors are being onboarded by federal agencies to help with the retrofitting of a number of buildings, mostly in the tri-state area, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, to retrofit existing buildings such as civic centers into medical facilities. So it's all across the board if we examine the numbers by products and services. From a different angle, if we zero in on some of the activities that is occurring by contract type, I mentioned that spending for IT and telecommunications And a lot of that is being shoveled through existing multiple award contracts. So IT schedule 70 is accounting for about 330 million. And then we have a number of GWAC. Soup is leading the charge and Joanne Whitech's vehicle is seeing an uptick in volume as she reported last week. Soup accounts for about 150 million, followed by two vehicles at HHS, CIO CS and CIO SP3 small business. And then a number of GSA GWACs as well, including 8A Stars and alliance Large Business, are making up the balance of those IT dollars and what we are seeing in multiple award contract vehicles.
1: Yes, that was a big question because the agencies in some cases have not done a great job on the information technology means of delivering the services that they are required to do. The loans and all of this have gotten hung up in Mm -hmm. IT a lot. So it seems like even though there's no specific money for modernization targeted by Congress, that is what agencies are doing, at least from your count to maybe half a billion dollars or so.
0: That's exactly correct. So one of the major opportunities that we've been tracking was for uh, call center support at the Small Business Administration. Of course, with all of the activities that they've been doing with the legislative aid, they've had an influx of calls. So they awarded a contract for about $22 million at the end of March to assist with fielding those calls. So it's not just the IT hardware as agencies are looking to adapt from working remotely, but there's also a lot of concentration of the IT dollars that are being facilitated through the influx of call centers as well. And then you mentioned the modernization efforts, which wouldn't necessarily automatically be included in our market definition for coronavirus spending or that $8 billion. But as far as we can tell, at Bloomberg Government, we've done an analysis of the opportunities being released by federal agencies, and there's been no decrease in that volume. So the agencies do seem to be marching forward with existing plans towards modernization, just as we have seen in previous months.
1: We're speaking with Dan Snyder, director of government contracts at Bloomberg Government. But the money that you have been tracking for whatever purpose, drugs to call centers, that is from the appropriations that the federal government requested for itself in the one of the early stimulus bills, correct?
0: So this money wasn't directly correlated to the passage of that stimulus bill it was of course to help with the facilitation but I don't think the money was tagged specifically in that definition
1: what I'm driving at is is this money that's being spent the seven billion dollars and the 500 million or so in IT was that from existing funds for fiscal 2020 or was it among the appropriations that were added in as part of the stimulus bill for I think there was you know several billions tens of billions for the government itself?
0: The specific call center one was likely granted out of existing funds at the SBA. And then there's additional funds that were appropriated as a result of the CARES Act, which provided that $2.3 trillion. Uh, but the support for the agency itself was likely appropriated out of existing funds based off the of March 21st award date.
1: All right. So here we are standing now uh, at uh, the threshold of May with this thing dragging on. What do you see ahead and what should contractors be looking to concentrate on?
0: So one of the biggest activities that we have seen from the guidance released by federal agencies was at the passage of the CARES Act 3610, which allowed for federal agencies to reimburse paid leave to contractors to keep employees or subcontractors in what is referred to as a ready state. So this is a huge win for contractors who are at severe risk of not being funded to keep those existing employees on contract. So this implementation of the CARES Act and inclusion in the bill itself codified the ability to keep them in a ready state through the end of the fiscal year. So that will keep them active, and ready to deploy should the federal agencies need them up until september 30th so this includes uh, again employees and subcontractors and was probably the biggest impactful activity that contractors were most interested in in addition to that we've seen some increases in the simplified acquisition as well as the micro purchase transaction so these are going to be all the rudimentary services and supplies the government representatives need to fulfill in order to keep activity flowing. So both of the FAP and micro-purchase were increased to twenty dollars and $30,000 for most purchases. And then we've also seen propensity to award contracts using other transaction authorities. And the government also increased the threshold for OTAs, $100 million and $500 million for agencies' representatives to authorize OTAs until COVID emergency declaration is rescinded. So certainly a vast majority of activity is allowing federal representatives to use all of the tools at their disposal to quickly and efficiently order and award the contracts that are necessary to fight this pandemic.
1: And how, Johnny, on the spot is the government being right now in paying its bills?
0: As far as I can tell, doing all of that they can to to also pay the contractors. GSA released a memo on April 11th for accelerated payments to small business and contractors, contractors and subcontractors. So that allows GSA to provide accelerated payments with a goal of 15 days after receipt of a proper invoice. So they are doing their best to keep the money flowing to contractors, both prime contractors and subcontractors throughout the supply chain.
1: So nobody's dying on their receivables.
0: That's the intent, Yes, yeah. We want to keep money flowing so that, they're, that the contractors aren't strapped and that supply chain does not die down so that we are able to satisfy requirements, at least until that emergency declaration is rescinded.
1: Dan Snyder is Director of Government Contracts at Bloomberg Government. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Stay up to date on your agency's latest responses to coronavirus. Visit our special resource page at federalnewsnetwork.com.